from the Cutaways Podcast. Woo! Well, I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine, and today we're joined by a guest. I'm Becky. Becky's back. Becky's back. (laughs) (laughs) Becky last joined us for the episode on Splash. Yay, mermaids. (laughs) (laughs) Becky, what have you been up to? Just working, getting Christmas stuff ready. Shopping. Lots of Christmas shopping. And lots of Christmas traffic. (laughs) There is that. The Thanksgiving traffic was bad, too. Oh, horrendous. Yeah. Just the worst. Becky was in it. She was in it? I was... It took me two hours to get 11 miles. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not happy about that one. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because I have to take the 405 home, or that general direction. So even the side roads, like Sepulveda, were just packed. Well, Sepulveda is probably the worst. Well... Our podcast is fun and funny. I mean, you've been here before. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't have to that. <laughs> we talk about romantic comedies, which are not always fun, but, you know, they're yeah. almost often funny. Yeah, that's true. I mean, not always funny, though. But, like, funny in a bad way. <laughs> yeah. Like, we can mock them. Definitely find some humor in a little bit of everything. Yeah. <laughs> Except for as good as it gets. There was nothing good about that. <laughs> Jack Nicholson. Why? Why? (laughs) Well, what are we watching today, Justine? Today, welcome to 1998. We are watching Ever After, a Cinderella story. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm here for the Disney-themed movies that aren't Disney. It's true. Mermaids, (laughs) princesses. Well, technically, (laughs) Splash was Disney. It was Boy Vista. Oh, yeah, that's true. But this is not. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's actual fact. I brought you in for the Disney because you're such a Disney fan. (laughs) Well, there we go. Maybe you can give us some Cinderella facts. (laughs) I can try. Her castle's in Florida. Yeah. You can walk through it and eat in it. Is the one in California not called Cinderella's castle? No, that is Princess Aurora's castle. See? Disney facts. <laughs> Been Disneyed. Okay. I thought that was just because Seika bought the land in Florida and was like, we need to make the castle bigger. Not because it was a specific princess's castle, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I think actually every Disney has a different princess's castle. That makes Ooh. sense. Okay. Let's tell everybody about this movie. I'm getting this information from DVD.com, a Netflix company. We are not sponsored in any way by the Netflix. (laughs) Here's the description and uh, tell me if you like it or not. Orphaned as a child, Danielle is treated like a servant by her wicked stepmother and two stepsisters. When Danielle stumbles into Prince Henry, who's fleeing an arranged marriage, the two inspire each other to resolve their respective troubles. I need to correct you right there. The description says on to Prince Henry, and that is very important. Oh. <laughs> Stumbles on to Prince Henry. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. What I get from this description is that they, like, become best friends and form a detective agency. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, Cinderella meets great mouse detective. Yeah. Yes. Disneyed. have you seen this movie becky it's been so long Mm -hmm. i can see everybody's faces but i cannot remember anything that happens i mean you know what kind of happens yeah but cinderella cinderella but i don't remember 
a lot of it. Very so. cool. Well, this movie stars Drew Barrymore, Angelica Houston, and Doug Ray Scott. I'm very excited. It's directed by Andy Tennant, who was a dancer in Greece and Greece 2. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> how can you go from Greece to Greece 2? Like, how? As a dancer. Oh, so. They he did danced his way in yes, to Greece they too. They did. He, he must have. He really must have. They did uh a how did this get made for Greece too? That was this week's how did this get made? Oh, did you listen to it? Yes. How was it? They didn't cover the range of stuff that we covered and they got like things wrong and I'm like, "Dude, you should listen to our podcast." Yeah, everybody should listen to our podcast. They're on like Greece too. Episode 30 or something. I don't know. I feel like we watched them forever ago. It was forever ago. It was like last year. Last year. Which we watched um, Grease with your husband, Sam. Yeah. And Grease 2 we watched with Alex. Yeah. So it was good episodes. Okay, this film, Ever After, was edited by Roger Bondelli. The first assistant editor was Tracy Wadmore-Smith. The assistant editor was Jeffrey Harlicker. The second assistant editor was Warren Payeff. And the apprentice editor was Anthony Houghton, or Houghton. 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 We talk about the editors, because we're editors. And Becky's married to an editor. I am. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the club. (laughs) I notice things now because of him. Cuts, bad cuts, all the time. we, We tend to make things annoying for our significance. This film is rated PG-13 for brief language and mild thematic elements, whatever that means. It's two hours and one minute, which when I typed that up last night, seriously, this was my thought, was like, oh boy, we get to finally go back to watching a 90-minute movie because the movies we've been watching lately have been really long. Yeah. And I saw, I was like, two hours? I've seen this movie a million times. I do not remember it being a two-hour movie. (laughs) So, good editing? Already? It's going to be amazing. Like I said, I, I thought it was a 90-minute movie, and I've I, seen it a lot. I owned it on VHS, and I, like, watched it so many times. It's such a pretty movie. Yes. Well, it's rated four stars on DVD.com. Any other thoughts before we jump into the movie? Cinderella, Cinderella, there's Cinderella. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Let's watch it. Let's go. Okay, we just watched Ever After, a Cinderella Cinderella story from 20th Century Fox. It was a beautiful movie. Also, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy Holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. All of that. Happy Winter Solstice. Coming up. Solstice. Yes. (laughs) I like that solstice. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And a happy 75th episode to us. Woohoo! Yay! So happy Becky is here with us to celebrate all of these things. It's Bless a party you. today. Bless and the you. puppy's here. He finally made a noise on the podcast, guys. You <laughs> heard it here first. I was just thinking, since like the last four podcasts, Ashley has like broken out into like a political rant. I was earlier, I was like thinking, oh man, this totally... It's not going to happen in this one. And then I was like, oh, yeah, this movie's about classism. (laughs) (laughs) I won't do it, I promise. (laughs) You can do whatever you want, Ashley. I mean, they made really good points. Yeah. Several really good points that are very accurate to now. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was I not expecting that at all. Becky, overall, what did you think of the movie? I loved it. Yay! Loved it. I like it actually better than Disney's Cinderella because it's more real, I guess. Um, it's not so kitschy. I mean, I think that's probably my least favorite Disney movie as it is. Mm-hmm. But this makes me really like the Cinderella story. Mm-hmm. Well, and they were all real, like, facets of just being a real woman. Like, Angelica Houston is a real woman in this movie. She's not a caricature like the, the evil stepmother is in that movie. I mean, there's facets of, like, that are thrown in just to be exaggerated as comedy, but they are, they feel like real people. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm also not a huge fan of the animated Cinderella. I don't remember when the last time I saw it was. It's just boring. It kind of just drags on. It's the same thing, you know? Like There's very, no real conflict. I just want the cute boy kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's not that they ran into each other and fell in love. She just wants her chance to meet him. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? No yeah. conflict. This one, they fell in love. With gypsies. And you're like, be together. Be together. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely are like in several moments. And now keys. Keys. <laughs> <laughs> love each other. Come on. It's funny because like halfway through, I was like, this reminds me of Working Girl. But I remembered that Working Girl is a Cinderella story. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was Which like, we oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Working Girl, they just took the plot of Cinderella. And this is Cinderella. Duh. Duh, Justine. Cinderella would be from Jersey. Yep. (laughs) I like that. That's what we do here on the Cutaways Podcast. Always find a way to mock New Jersey. (laughs) I'm glad there were no mice in this movie. Yeah. They they didn't even make like a quick like, oh, look, a scurrying mouse. Thank you. Thank you. Did you see the, the new Cinderella that came out last year? Yeah. It was beautiful. The costumes were beautiful, but that's all I really cared about. It's pretty terrible, except Rob Stark was in it. Yes. (laughs) That's really what got me to go see it. I'm Mm -hmm. just like, Rob, don't go to the wedding. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like, you better keep your ear out for Reigns of Castamere. They start playing it, you run. (laughs) Yeah. Get out. (laughs) Or all for Rob Stark. Though, didn't they digitally alter her waist or something? Or was that like... If they didn't, she was wearing something that was sucking her into epic proportions. Just... I did a hand thing. You can't see hand things with sounds. Well, they had to like (laughs) strap down like Rob Stark's like cod piece majorly. What? (laughs) They're like, Disney movie, put it away. (laughs) Tuck it in. Whereas all the women watching it are like... No, bring it out. Bring it out. <laughs> Let us see. They the didn't cut the cod pieces in in this movie. No, they this is pretty historically accurate, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they were all, right there. All about there. For some strange reason, I really like the makeup in this movie. Yeah, the subtle, like, yeah. the lip gloss-ish stuff or whatever. Yeah, even though it's just probably just 90s makeup, like, yeah. to look period piece and it's probably not accurate at all i really like it yeah i really liked that drew barrymore's character had quote no makeup Mm -hmm. throughout things but then when she spoilers became queen or princess she just had a little bit of rose gold eyeshadow and that's it 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was very simple, very down to earth, and kept to her character. She didn't just glam out because, like, I'm royalty now. Mm-hmm. What up, bitches? Mm-hmm. Though when she comes in, it's just like, oh, snap. Shit's going to go down. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of those moments in this movie. The, ooh. <laughs> I do want to know where they got their, like, female cooing sound effects, though. Like, when he falls in the tennis match. This has always bothered me for some reason. This is just a vindictive vendetta. Uh, they have these sound effects of these women going, ah, I'm like, what woman makes that noise? <laughs> <laughs> women fawning over a prince? But what? Like, it's not I, yeah, cooing I, like a baby coo. It definitely stood out to yeah. me, too, because they were very, like, <laughs> yeah, like, like orgasming, oh but also, like, enjoying cuteness. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> and then when he fell through, they're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, he fell on me. Yeah. And then they stuffed all the hankies in him. <laughs> And he kept on playing tennis like a man. Like a man. He had lots of man feelings in this movie. I know. I felt bad for him when he was just like angry all of a sudden. He seemed really old though to be like this teenager. I mean, he acted the puberty thing out right, mm-hmm. but he just looked way too old for it. Yeah. yeah. Like he was just an angry older adolescent. Exactly. Which could be construed as prince-like. True. Howdy gets his way when he doesn't get his way. He's not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. When he is confronted with legit emotions, he doesn't know how to confound them. My feelings. Okay, so we start out this movie, like I said, like Titanic, where we have like an old lady telling us the story of the past. Who you conveniently forget about through the rest of the movie. And then she comes back, you're like, oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> There's an old lady here. Oh. We're not done yet. We have to go see her again. Right. Maybe that wasn't needed. I don't know. No, that made the story real. Yeah. Because she was telling a story about what her great grandmother. Yeah. Yeah. So she was telling the brother grimm's yes right? yep. yeah telling them hey no 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 no. this is, is actually accurate this is my family yeah you gotta do it this way let do me set the way. record straight bitches bitches i don't know why but i feel like she would say that in some way shape or form <laughs> i wrote down she tells them what's up <laughs> <laughs> we go into the past and we see Danielle's father riding home. And Danielle's like, it's just like Christmas. And I was like, Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> the only Christmas reference to this non-Christmas movie ever. But didn't ever. it come out on Christmas Day? I don't know. How many people are supposed to remember when it came out in the 90s? I don't know. I feel like it did. How do you feel? Like I feel like in other Cinderella stories, we don't like ever get to meet her dad. The dad's usually there for a glimpse mm-hmm. you know he's just there for a little bit and then he goes somewhere and dies and they find out in this though i feel like the stepmother actually loved him mm-hmm. which in other ones she used him and either killed him or was so happy he died because now she gets his land and his titles and this one she was still broken up about it well years i later. love that fact though yeah, yeah that's what made it so great. Angelica Houston's performance about it, just, I love Angelica Houston. She's great in The Witches, and she's been great ever since. Do more things, Angelica. Just come back to us. I love you. 
she adds like this humanity to the evil stepmother that is so mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And it makes sense as to why she hates Danielle mm-hmm. so much because yeah. she looks and acts and is her father and that hurts her to yeah. see that. Well, She's like, I don't want you around me because I can't be reminded of him. I have to be stronger for my daughters and get them somewhere in life. Yeah. Well, and also I think it's also evident that she's very upset with Danielle because his last words are directed towards Danielle and not her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and she may be feeling like she lost, she lost the chance to earn his love and respect. Yeah. And it's so nuanced. Like, you, you it's not done in dialogue. It's only... It's really heavily done through the performance of the actors. Yeah, you can feel it. Yeah. Definitely feel it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, before her dad dies, we learn a little bit about the family. He comes home bringing the Baroness and her two daughters. So now Danielle's got a new mother and sister. Danielle uh, is a tomboy and she has a best friend named Gustave, who she likes to beat up every once in a while. Because they deserve it. Oh, yeah. All the Gustavs. All the Gustavs in the world. Uh, Her dad presents Danielle with a gift of the book Utopia. Yeah, he always reads to her and she loves it. It's her favorite thing. And he says he's a father first and forever. He's precious. Not forever. Because he's going to go away in two weeks and then that day he has a heart attack. And as you said, his dying words are to his daughter. I love you. And he holds her face. It's so traumatizingly sad. Like, could you imagine being eight years old and then your father dying in your arms? And so suddenly. Yeah. Being mm-hmm. happy and healthy a minute ago and boom. And falling off his horse. We also learn more about the family dynamic of they have servants. Yes. Who, they're, they're lovely. They're like a family, though. Yeah. And that's the other thing that's different in this Cinderella story than other ones. They get rid of all the servants and make Cinderella do everything. This one, they keep them around to continue helping because one girl can't do everything they demand. Yeah, and they have a farm in this one. Yeah. Yeah. They have land. Mm -hmm. They are French. They are French. With British accents. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's the worst thing in this movie. The accents are terrible. And then they make a dig at England. Yep. Yeah. With their British accents. I'm like, what? <laughs> so 10 years later, everything in the house has changed and Danielle is the, the servant girl sleeps in the fireplace getting her nicknames and Norella. We meet the, the king and queen of France and they're in a huff because they're talking about Prince Henry's arranged marriage and we see Henry escaping out the window. With his sheet rope. Yep. In proper princely fashion. Where did he get so many sheets? Probably had servants make it for him. (laughs) Chop, chop. I need to get out of here quickly. Yeah. Must have no one. But at the same time, Danielle is going to do chores and she's picking apples. And she sees Henry stealing her horse and she hits him with apples. Yeah. But it wasn't only just a horse. It was her dad's horse. Mm. And that's why she's like, we have other horses. Don't, Don't take, take this that one. one. Mm-hmm. That was my and he did anyway. What a jerk. What a jerk. Because, you know, spoiled prince. At least he brought it back. One of the things that the prince says here is, I wish to be free from my gilded cage. And then he like drops all that money at her for her silence. 
We're just like, okay, bro. <laughs> He's like, so melodramatic. It's amazing. I'm like, I will take your life, please. Yeah. Thank you. Can then we meet the the shrill bitches. I mean, the the family is older now, so <laughs> they've developed into lovely young women. Marguerite is my favorite of all of like the actresses of the sisters. Because mm-hmm. she's just so perfect. She's, the mean one. She's so bitchy and amazing. And she's even more bitchy because she's pretty. Yeah. Which is also against normal Cinderella stories. She's gorgeous and knows it. And yeah. her mom spoils her because she knows that's her ticket to wealth and fame. Mm-hmm. Which is historically accurate, I would I would assume as well. Because mm-hmm. you, you had to use that to your advantage. Which is why I don't necessarily blame her all that much. But I love that performance because it's so rich with just all these good little tidbits things yes these three ladies have dreams of the court they want to be courtiers in there they won't be in it up in there which wouldn't because she's a baroness wouldn't she technically be part of court i don't know how court works how does court work you're from france what (laughs) (laughs) i mean there's different levels she's definitely at the low level then okay it's a title, but it's probably not a very good title. It's just probably like a landholding title. I still don't understand how she is a baroness and Danielle has no title whatsoever because she got the title from Danielle's dad. I think she had the title coming into the marriage. Yeah, I thought she was I a thought, baroness before. Yeah, because they were all saying, oh, the baroness, the baroness, rather than your dad's new wife, who yeah. is now the baroness. You know what yeah, I mean? You brought I us guess. a baroness. I guess. Like, he landed a jackpot with having somebody with title when they didn't have anything. Mm Because they they had later mentioned, but we have blood. We're blood that's Mm -hmm. better than hers. I just don't know how it works. So Sounds like you got to do some research. It does. (laughs) Because then her mom is also a countess. She might not have been. She might have just used the name and slapped countess on the front of it just to get in there. It's slightly confusing. It's left open-ended. That would make sense as to why nobody knew that countess. They're like, who? Who is that? I guess, yeah, that does. That makes sense. Yeah. I know not how court works. (laughs) (laughs) So the wicked stepsisters like to make fun of Danielle because she's poor and not of noble blood. Jacqueline is just along for the food. Oh, she's not even fat. I'm like, no, she's not. Leave her alone. (laughs) I love her. She's my fave. She's the good one. Mm -hmm. I think she's definitely one of my, she might be my favorite character in the whole movie because she just doesn't stand up to the evil stepsister. But at the same time, she doesn't want to lose her place Mm -hmm. in her family. But she thinks it's ridiculous of what they're doing. But she gets them in the end. She's like the embodiment of America right now. (laughs) Here it comes. (laughs) No, that's it. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Well, the prince, the prince runs into gypsies that are raiding Leonardo da Vinci, who apparently shouldn't even be alive at this time. Yeah, he he died years before but that's okay because you know things happen it enhances this story he's a time traveler okay guys yeah the tardis is off in the forest somewhere and he's just chilling with the gypsies henry saves the mona lisa 
So thanks to him, we have it somewhere. Thanks, Henry. The Baroness is going shopping, and Danielle is with Gustav. So they're doing this thing where she's dressing up in a dress to go rescue Maurice because she's going to use that money. So, But she has to act the part of the Countess. De l'Ocre. De l'Ocre. So from now on, when you need to like embody French names, you just have to think of this movie. Oh, that's true. Richard O'Brien. What are you doing here, Richard O'Brien? You're not in anything ever. You just decided to be in this movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> it had a good story. And he could wear fake black teeth and make passes at Drew Barrymore. Prince Henry returns the horse to the Baroness and at the same time meets Marguerite and Jacqueline. And the Baroness, she's a bit of a schemer, you know, being like, these are my daughters. They're so beautiful. Look at that brooch on her boobs. <laughs> and, and placed it. By her boobs, mm-hmm. made sure it was bigger so that they would draw the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the small one just wasn't drawing the eye. No. Gotta look at the boobs. The, for, yep. <laughs> They're the assets. Yeah. <laughs> that they are. They're the peacock feathers of the female form, guys. <laughs> I still want to buy a dress and, re- and find out if that is comfortable, like, for the boobs. I'm yeah, very if it, intrigued. If it's great support and happiness, or if it's... Just tighten hell. Yeah. I mean, all it's just the corset. You can get a corset. That goes over your boobs and, like, does that? Yeah. Yeah, they have those. Yeah. Okay. They're expensive, but they have them. I want to try it. Because, you know, like, that just looks like it would be comfortable to me. Because, like, when you when they're secure and they're not, like, moving around and not flopping out of the bra or whatever, it's very... It hurts. <laughs> this is what I took away from this movie this time. I'm like, I really want to try that. And I'm talking too much. Please stop me. <laughs> Danielle Danielle goes to court and she argues for Maurice's freedom. So Henry shows up and she's able to quote Utopia at him, impresses him, and he orders the release of Maurice. And he's all like, damn, girl. I got no you. Mm-hmm. What's your name? <laughs> It's literally what it does. He's like, I like your quoting abilities. Tell me who you are. <laughs> so she tells him she's the Comtesse Nicole de Lancre, which is her mother's name. So back at the house, Maurice is back and everybody's so happy. So happy Maurice is back, except for the Baroness. Henry is having a hissy with his parents. It's like, hey. Like in real, real time. It's legit hissy. I don't even know what he's having a hissy about right now. Because he has to marry the Spanish lady. Yeah. And he doesn't want to. Arranged marriages haven't were helped anyone in this family. Ooh. Yeah, made a major dig at his parents. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Danielle is yelled at about Henry taking the horse. And now the king comes up with that idea to throw the ball to announce an engagement. But Henry can pick whoever he wants, but he's got to do it by that time. And that's like the classic Cinderella plot point. Yep. Yeah. You're like, I know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> Kept true to that. So invitations are sent around. So the Baroness starts conspiring with the squire and giving him money for information of where Henry is at all times. But she's also kind of hinting at like, I'll bang you at some point. Yeah. <laughs> she- but you got to give me what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. He's like, oh, God, please. (laughs) 
Again, Angelica Houston, you're a gem. Danielle is not interested in Henry. Or is she? <laughs> da da da! She has the whole, like, he's insufferable. Yeah, I know. You've been talking about it for the last, like, 25 minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she wants him. <laughs> she wants the D. She wants that the royal, royal D. Oh, it's our 75th episode. <laughs> Not getting any cleaner. The Baroness does a little shopping, but home shopping. She's stealing Danielle's wedding dress for Marguerite for the ball. And then Danielle sees this. She's like, what y'all doing? And they're like, oh, we're just airing out your dress for the ball that you're going, going to. If you're good. You're good. Do your chores. Which, again, is kind of a classic Cinderella plot point, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's very classic for somehow she finds out she's able to go, but only if she behaves and yeah. keeps clean and does her chores. Mm-hmm. I like in um Into the Woods, where she has to pick out all like the lentils from the fire ashes. Yeah. <laughs> she gets the birds to do it. Because <laughs> in other things, Cinderella sings and controls animals. Not this one, though. No, here she just controls the prince with her mind. And boobs. And boobs. Her smart brain and her banging body. Yep. (laughs) She's the complete package. Yeah, really. The voluptuous nature of Drew Barrymore. Henry is talking to Leonardo da Vinci about finding a perfect mate. Like, how that happens when that happens. Could it be controlled? Is it out of our hands? Like, the whole fate thing. Yeah. He's freaking out because he's now, now has to be like... I gotta find someone to marry. I can pick somebody. I, you know, I met this uh, one girl once uh, really recently. She's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. What do you pretty think? Cool. Yeah. Help me out, Da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> Be my wingman. Leo. Leo. <laughs> Leo. Bro. <laughs> we gotta talk. <laughs> oh, Leonardo Da Vinci's probably like, you win a girl over with art. Trust me. <laughs> Did he win over men with the art? Ooh. <laughs> there is question in the scientific community whether or not Leonardo da Vinci may have been gay. Mm, like how William Shakespeare is bisexual? Mm-hmm. Seems to be a lot of great artists were either bi or homosexual or like something. So because or they can, just really crazy. They can not connect with crazy, like all the other crazy. aspects, I think. Like, I think that's what makes Shakespeare so great is because he was able to pick up on the female side of everything just as well as the man side of everything. Well, Danielle is swimming, and she just so happens to be swimming under Leonardo da Vinci's feet, who has little boat shoes. I want boat shoes. I want to know if they work. Leo, help me out here. <laughs> he was walking very hard and clumsily in them as well. I'm like, wow. Wow, oh. buddy, you're doing great. There was totally a dock there, oh, like, of for sure. Because then when he falls, like, backwards off of it, you can clearly tell that there's something under there when he falls. But still, I want I want to know if boat shoes work. Because he had those. Yeah. Leo did invent those. I like how you keep calling him Leo, like you're tight with him. <laughs> Me and yeah, my old man. buddy Leo. Leo D. Well, I mean, I used Da Vinci Resolve. Oh. I did win it that one time. Yep. It's software. It's color correcting, color correcting software. software. Uh, so, 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 at this point, of course, Henry's there. He recognizes Danielle as Contess. He's like, oh, girl, my girl. 
My bitch. <laughs> my boo. <laughs> and, you know, they just have a, a quick hang and talk about classism. As and you, utopia. As you do. As you do on a daily basis. Yeah. I mean, I do, but that's just a whole other aspect of my personality. That's not second date stuff, though. No. No. That's like married life stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or almost married life stuff. Yeah. Okay, so this is the start where we notice house objects are going missing, and that gets resolved later. Several things around the house are going missing. The mice are taking them. <laughs> to build Cinderella her yep. carriage. <laughs> Oh, I like it. <laughs> Henry has his tennis match with all those ladies and Marguerite. And the horrible sound effects. You're welcome to look. Um, that is an excellent line, though. Yeah. Like, you look amazing, Marguerite. You're welcome to look, sir. Ooh. I like it. Like, you don't get a lot of lady lines. Like That's one of those things <laughs> when somebody says that to you, you think of it. Five hours later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would have been so great if I said that. Yeah. She Damn. wrote that ahead of time. Yeah. Because <laughs> they planned to be there. So her mom probably was like, okay, say this. <laughs> they had all these different scenarios. If he says this, say this, this, this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was a planner. It's one, one game. positive thing to say about Marguerite. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excellent memory. So we meet uh, Riff Raff at the market. <laughs> He's flaunting his big penis around. <laughs> he did. He had a very large cod piece. Well, that's what he says. He says, you're half my age, but I'm well endowed. <laughs> I love her face and the uh, the other women that she was with. They're all like, oh. I like the great. one. The one that has like the turban-y hat. Uh-huh. And she was just like, oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Get over here, sir. Whack you with him freaking ladle <laughs> but oh no prince henry is also there so danielle has to hide she she by throwing a chicken, a chicken. <laughs> by throwing a chicken at him so now she's like doing this it's it's duplicitous it's this double life mm-hmm. plot points we have now she's gotta hide and be in the right places and you know which she never did in like real cinderella i guess no. not real cinderella real this cinderella. is real cinderella disney cinderella because they didn't even meet until the dance yeah mm-hmm. Lame. This next scene with uh, Danielle and the Baroness, we do learn those things about the Baroness where she says you have so much of your father in you. So that makes you think she really did love him and that's where she's all evil. She doesn't deal with it well. She's evil because of grief. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't know how to handle her emotions. Well, because her mother never taught her how. She said that her mother was always focused about her outward appearance and making sure that she was well off in life when then she is replicating with her children. Mm-hmm. Again, they humanized her. I love it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. You still, like, root for her to fail, but you mm-hmm. empathize with yeah, her. Yeah, you start to understand where she's coming from and why she is that way. Yeah. It's not just the evil stepmother. You have a reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very true to what evil is. Evil is never just this really easy black and white kind of thing. It's always faceted with things that are necessarily good. Yeah, the person who's evil thinks they are right. Yeah. And has reasons. Yeah. Danielle's hanging out with Gustav, but 
the prince shows up again, and Gustav is like, oh, I know this girl. She's at the Baroness de Gent's house. And she's like, ah, and he's like, get over there, bitch. He liked my work. (laughs) (laughs) I like that that was his concern afterwards. Like, not that he just, like, made his friend have to go through, like, an emotional turmoil. Oh, dude, he liked my work. He liked my art. Oh, I'm so happy. Gustav's precious. He is. I feel like that would be Sam. (laughs) I agree with that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, she runs home to get changed, and Prince Henry wants to take her to a library. First official day. They just combined Cinderella and Beauty and the Beast in this movie. Mm-hmm. And she does with the book. She's like, wow. It's the Franciscan Library. And then I again to go, go to Game of Thrones like Sam. Yeah. Aww. It's just connecting all, all the libraries and <laughs> fandom are connecting right here. Yes. And he does the, today I am Henry. At the monastery... Danielle tells Henry about her father, and Henry is just really touched by their love, and then has man feelings. Man about feelings, it. yep, yep. Angry at himself to the point where she's pretty sure she did something wrong. And he's like, "Not just, I don't have good memories. <laughs> I don't have anything good. I don't have any conviction in my body. I've done nothing with my life." Yeah. She's like, okay, don't take it out on me, Jesus. Rich people problems. <laughs> but I did like that he like kind of was introspective about it. It wasn't that she did anything wrong. It was that he was just upset that, you know, his life was quote unquote too privileged to the point where he doesn't have any good positive things to look back on or build a foundation on. He's never suffered. Nope. He's mad about it. Yeah. Which isn't, like, a bad thing to be mad about. <laughs> he should make an emo band. That's what he needs. I'll get my brother to Get help him out of the system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Earlier, the squire had brought uh, the baroness the queen's necklace. So after church, Marguerite gives it back to her, and the queen's like, let's hang out tomorrow. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. So she's got a date with the queen. The Prince Henry's wagon broke down, so now they must walk back. He doesn't want to walk. He wants to sit and wait, and she's like, where's your sense of adventure? Like, Plus, she's got a time constraint. Well, that, yeah, but I like that she, like, gets him to do what she wants him to do by being, like, all insulting to his manhood a little. Yeah. But then they get lost, because men get lost. Why don't men ask for directions? <laughs> In that moment, moment, Drew was all of us. Danielle is is up on the the cliff top, finding the castle. But then there's this big gypsy fight. I love this scene, because then the gypsies, you know, attack her, and then they say, "You can have anything you can carry, my lady." And so she picks up Pr- Prince Henry on her back. I love that scene. Oh, it's so great, it's and I like smart. that she rescues him. Mm-hmm. And they find it so endearing that they're just like, we can't, can't steal from you now. Like, we, we have a sense of honor. We can't do that anymore. Come hang out with us. Yeah. Get drunk. Get drunk with <laughs> yeah. us. You know, we're going to have a party in a little bit. You guys want to stay? Yeah. <laughs> You're cool. We won't kill you. So Danielle is out late with Henry and they're just sharing secrets. With their booze. With their booze. They're precious. He is having trouble 
being defined by his status and not who he is. And she's just like, hello, look around you. Look around, look around at how lucky you are to be alive right now. Hamilton. Hamilton. I assumed. <laughs> Lin-Manuel, the voice of the people. Yes. She's like, hello, I'm divine, defined by my status. The gypsies are defined by their status, but we're all just real people, bro. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's smooch. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you get me. Like, on a level that I just, can I kiss your face now? <laughs> Because her lips were hypnotizing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. And the gypsies dug their kiss. Oh, they did. They applauded. They were fangirling all over that. As were the rest of us. (laughs) Geese. Geese. So he takes her home, and they smooch again, and he's like, meet me tomorrow. In the ruins. The ruins. Henry wakes up his parents and says, I want to open a university for everybody. All the people. His dad does your favorite line. Oh, yeah. His dad is like in bed and he's scared awake and is just like, okay, kill kill him. And off then with his head. Off, yeah. with, off his with his head, head. Off with his head. And then like as soon as he starts talking about the university, he like pulls up the covers and is like scared and worried and he's like, who are you? And what did you do with our son? <laughs> <laughs> like, the blanket is going to defend him. Son's a human now. <laughs> Not a crying, whining baby man. But is he? But is he? But is he? No, he's close. He's close. close. He's he's almost well-baked. He's getting there. He's getting there. He just needs, like, that one big test. Yeah. It's coming for him. Do you want to talk about his hair? His hair is beautiful. I loved his hair, especially when, like, he's walking and it's bouncing. I love that. I love that when, like, guys' hairs does that because it's not gelled and it's just, like, perfectly quaffed. He has a lot of body to his hair, a lot of volume and a natural happiness. Yeah. It's like Patrick Dempsey hair. (gasps) We've talked so much about Patrick Dempsey's hair on the show. (laughs) I love his hair. I could just, like, run my fingers through it. Yes! This is so true. We watched, um, what was the movie? What is it? Can't Buy Me Love. Can't Buy Me Love when he was younger. And it's so curly and like. It's, oh, it's so beautiful. It's beautiful. I think we talked like a half an hour a just about hour. his hair. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, and then his hair went to the mall. <laughs> and then his hair did a thing. The next morning, Danielle is insolent. Because she's hungover. She, she had a rough night. What do you want? Tell me what you need so that I can go back to bed. That's you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It is me. And she uses the line that I use with the kids I babysit. You have two hands? Do it yourself. <laughs> All the time. Yep. Brilliant. Some people can just wake up. Some people can just fall asleep. And those people are jerks. <laughs> I That's am me. Of those <laughs> I come home from work. I plop on the couch. I'm like, oh, I should eat dinner. <laughs> I wish I had that superpower. Let's talk about Danielle de Balbarac. <laughs> that bitch Marguerite was trying on her dress. They didn't even lie this time. Lost it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that moment though when it's just like in the camera and you just see the zoom. 
and the the for uh what the is Zolly. it the zolly yeah and uh the sound effect is hilarious <laughs> the punch the punch it's just a she punches marguerite in the eyeball mm-hmm and then there's a chase because marguerite grabs the shoes and then everything is all i like that like i said like you get the chase throughout the whole house because they had a whole house which mm-hmm. is crazy yeah and you don't realize it until that scene you're like wow they okay that's mm-hmm. great you never see anything like that so marguerite burns the book the utopia book because she's a bitch yep and danielle gets whipped which oh. you don't see no. thank you for that yeah the Baroness and Marguerite are at court. The Queen is like, oh, sorry, Henry's not here. He's disappeared again. He was out all night. Can you believe it? Oh, he's been gone. Who knows where he's been? And uh, he's been asking about uh, this Countess. Maybe you know her, Nicole de Longre. <laughs> They're like, the what? The what? The what? <laughs> she's like, oh, she's been staying with, with us. Baroness piecing it together. Yeah. You like to call her Cinderella? <laughs> I love the way she says Cinderella. Mm-hmm. At the ruins, Danielle, she pretty much has to dump Henry. I mean, she doesn't really say anything, but she's, she doesn't want to. Yeah. She tries, and then he cuts her off several times to the point that he's, cu- like, telling her that he loves her so much, and she's like, oh, God, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the saddest scene. Well, especially when he tries to, like, touch her and she's like she's got these scars on her back so she's like in legit pain yeah not so sad emotional as well as physical (sighs) makes me cry so danielle comes home baroness confronts her and says where's the gown danielle and danielle's like bitch where's anything (laughs) (laughs) it's with the candlesticks (laughs) and the tapestries (laughs) Yep. Um, so they lock Danielle in the cellar and just like, this is how it's gonna be. You stay here. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the ball. Bye. And they threaten the other workers that to not let her out. Mm-hmm. Yep. The queen tells Henry that Danielle is engaged and that's why she was upset. And he's like, I've been betrayed. Oh, I loved her so much. What am I going to do now? But then he got she the moment me. of like, oh, that's what she was trying to tell me. And I just went on and on. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it wasn't. Open up in your royal heart. I like that his mom, like, talks him down, though, like, from the anger. She's like, but if she would have tried to tell you, would you have listened? Like, mm-hmm. really? Young one. Let me, let me drop some knowledge on you, young son. Mm-hmm. So it's the night of the ball, and Gustave, who was convinced by Maurice, goes to get Da Vinci to help them out, because Da Vinci's the smart guy. So they bring Da Vinci to the house, and Da Vinci opens the The door door. by taking off the hinges. Yeah. And he has the best line ever, which is, I will go down in history as the man who opened a door. (laughs) Da Vinci out. (laughs) Yeah. Hinges dropped. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, like, Danielle's like, I- I'm not going. No, this is, no. And Da Vinci's like, no, he'll understand, because you love each other. You're two pieces of a hole. Aww. And she goes, but a fish, fish may love a bird, bird, but where will they, they live? live? He says, 
I shall make you wings. And he does. And she's got the prettiest wings of the ball. Oh, she's a butterfly. I love her costume. I want that dress with the wings. Oh, oh, horse love. Talk about horse love. Oh, horse love. <sighs> so cute. It was so perfect. Jacqueline is dressed as a horse. Jacqueline is a horse. Jacqueline is a horse, and she's upset about it. But when she's at the the buffet table, getting her chow on with the carrots, respect her for that. Carrots are good. And she sees another horseman. Or another horse. Another horse. <laughs> across the way. Mm-hmm. And he neighs at her. And then does the horse thing. The whinny. The whinny. And so she whinnies back. <laughs> and it's a beautiful moment, and it will go down in cinema history. I'm putting it there. Okay. This is the best start of a love story. I Aww. know, right? Best start of a love story right there. <laughs> For your like, oh, man, I had to be a horse. All right. Like, All right, I can dig it now. You want the <laughs> sequel of her grandchild telling the story of her and her love. Mm-hmm. With the squire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd be so down for that. Oh, absolutely. Let's make it. Okay. Let's get Drew Barrymore on the phone. Okay. Okay, Danielle shows up at the ball as a beautiful butterfly. Butterfly. Henry runs up to her right before his dad was going to announce he was engaged to somebody else. He runs up. He's like, you're not engaged? She's like, nah. You were misinformed, bro. You were misinformed, bro. The amount of times they use bro in this movie. <laughs> yeah, for a period piece. <laughs> I mean, like, it's a modern colloquialism, so it made sense we're for just, it to happen in the 90s. We're just updating it yep. for the today's audience. <laughs> yep. It's a translator. It's a period piece translator. Just add bro to the end of every <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I understand what they're saying now. I did get it before, but now, now I, I totally do. get it. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, then now the Baroness tears shit up. Well, he, first of all, the prince wouldn't let her speak Mm. at all. She's like, no, I gotta tell you something. No, stop it. I gotta tell you something. And he did what he did before. And was like, no, hold on. Let me talk, show you off. And she's like, oh my God, you're making this so hard. (laughs) Can you just listen for a minute? He's like, no, I can't. I'm a prince. La, 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 la. <laughs> Look at me do the prince prance. Prince prance. <laughs> it's like Gangnam style, but better. <laughs> Don't lie. Prince num style? Yep. Prince num style. <laughs> Baroness. Did things. Baroness. Angry Baroness. Oh, Baroness. Angry. She's, Baroness is like, it's not over till it's over. As she said before, like, nothing's final till you're dead. dead. <laughs> we will get you your man, Marguerite. Mm-hmm. She runs out, rips the wing off Danielle, and says, How dare you? You are a... You're a peasant. Yeah. You're my... Servant. Servant. Yeah. What are you doing here? Get out. Bow, bow before royalty. Oh, yeah, that was it, is, it is unlawful. The whole time, like, Danielle... Has said before, like, it is illegal to pose as someone above your station, which is what she's been doing this whole time. Good job, Danielle. She made someone fall in love with her while doing it, just like in Aladdin. <gasps> it's oh. all of the Disney movies. <laughs> like snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Henry gets mad. He doesn't listen. He gets mad. He has man feelings. Yeah. You lied to me. I can't. 
can't handle. Bye. 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 And then she goes, Henry. And everybody goes, <gasps> <laughs> And he's like, you will not address me as that. He does like the finger wag mm-hmm. thing. Not be so informal. <laughs> oh, then Danielle runs away. She's so sad. And she leaves a slipper behind. And then she's all like, what just happened? Why are you running back? What's going on? What did I miss, Henry? What did you do? <laughs> I said you'd listen and understand, and you didn't. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and you like, you should have just like, tried to shoot at him and like, listen. Go apologize. What the hell are you doing, dumbass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> da Vinci got fixed. I just like how he's like, you don't deserve her then. Yeah, and then walks away. Mm-mm. Mic drop, Da Vinci. <laughs> Paintbrush drop. <laughs> da Vinci out. <laughs> so the next morning, Danielle is working in the farm, and she's all pissed off. Because accurate reasons. And uh, the Baroness is there gloating. As winners often do. He was going to marry Marguerite before you showed up. Now you're not our problem anymore. La, la, la. Uh, By the way, I sold you. <laughs> and she's like, wait, wait, wait. So, what? But what? You what? sold me to the guy with a giant penis. No, I don't want a giant one. No. no. <laughs> she doesn't want to go to transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> but they get all their stuff back. They do. That's who she was, uh, the Baroness was selling all of their, their candlesticks and the tapestries. <laughs> Although the Baroness was blaming everyone else for it and docking their pay. Mm-hmm. As one would. Yeah. Evil. As one evil stepmother mm-hmm. appropriately would. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Da Vinci, uh, starts to paint the painting of Danielle and, uh, the prince has a wedding. It's the best wedding moment ever. <laughs> I don't think anybody can watch that scene without just laughing hysterically. Oh, it yeah. is amazing. It Absolutely is, amazing. Five straight minutes of really nothing happening, but this woman just squealing and crying <laughs> and doing the best performance in the entire movie. The most ridiculous crime. Yes. <laughs> like, I just love how every movement that? she makes is accompanied by a cry. Yeah. Like when she goes, eh. <laughs> I love that it's five straight minutes long of just that. Like they didn't, they didn't hold back in the editing room on that. They're like, uh, this is a point in our movie that has to happen, and we have to elongate it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Whoever came up with that decision in the editing room, I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, filming it, they had to. They had to reshoot that so many times. I guarantee because everybody was like, <laughs> I, just, I just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Re- re- I love, reset. <laughs> I love how grand it is too. Like it's so ridiculous. And then like you have the Baroness and Marguerite in all black. Mm-hmm. With the black mourning. veils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have, the, the the Spanish guy who the, the princess really loves, and he's in all black as well. He's crying, He's too. crying through the whole thing. And so it's just, it's so grand and so, like, amazing. And you have the bishops who are totally confused on what's going on in the church. And 
Or, like, why is she so upset? What is happening? Mm-hmm. But then true love wins. Yep. Henry starts laughing, and he's just like, okay, just just go. Go be with the one you want, because I'm about to do the same thing, bitches. And I love how the Baroness just go like, lifts the veil. is like, what? <laughs> Good news for us? It's mm-hmm. like, no. No, honey. No. No. Not no. yet. No. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot about the queen's awesome line. She had like a quip at the end of the crying, like uh, when they're staring at the, the Spanish king and queen. Oh, it's the king who oh, says. Oh, it's the king who has the quip. Thought I had problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's how that scene ends. And it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Henry finds out that Danielle has been sold. <gasps> he says, speak of this to no one. Their game's afoot. Game is afoot. Come and ride my horse. <laughs> save the day. He's like, I'm going to be so princely. I'm yep. going to save, save her. Damsel. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danielle, you know, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, he but has she's in shackles. In, yeah, in irons. And mm-hmm. he's like trying to advance upon her in a very creepy manner. He tries to like lick her face. Yeah. <laughs> Or shove his tongue down her throat. I Does wasn't 100% something with sure. this face grab and this like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's like knifed. <laughs> key. Give me the key. I'm an expert swordsman. My father taught me well. So she rescues herself, which you really liked. I so dug that. This was a surprise <laughs> to you. Yeah, because I, I completely forgot that that had happened. And I just loved that because... So many times women are the ones in distress and need to be saved by the man. Mm-hmm. And I love how she strutted out like, yeah, she did that. <laughs> and Prince is like, oh, hey, you're, you're walking out. You're too late, What's guy. What's going on? Yeah. You missed your moment. She's like, what are she you doing here? He's like, I'm here to rescue you. You? Maybe. <laughs> She's like, nah, I good. I did it myself. Like, okay. But instead, he, you know, begs for her forgiveness, as he should. She's like, what you, what, what, what'd you say? He's like, I'm sorry. <sighs> the part where you said my name. Danielle. Danielle. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> oh, I do too, because it's like, she didn't really want an apology. She wasn't expecting it mm-hmm. at all. She just wanted to be believed. Mm-hmm. And accepted for who she really is. Yeah, yeah, she's been hiding herself through this whole movie. And, you know, she thought that he loved her for other reasons. But he loves her for her. And she knows it now. And she's so happy. And then he gives her her shoe. The shoe and says, marry me. And then she says something like, your highness, to him. And he's like, no. It's Henry. It's Henry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you need to call me Henry. <laughs> She's all like, I'm confused. Last time I talked to you, I called you Henry, and you got on my case. Yeah. What do you want from me? (laughs) But he fixed it. Fixed it. Kind of. She fixed it first. Mm -hmm. By putting a shoe on her foot. Yeah. In the most romantic way possible. Yeah. 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 Both of you guys are going to go home and be like, (laughs) (laughs) my my foot is shoeless. (laughs) You should fix this. Yes. <laughs> Stat. Sam will just stare at me and then walk away. <laughs> Man will be like, I am not getting near those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he definitely will do that. It's like, I'll like massage your calf, but 
I'm not putting your shoe on. Do it yourself. (laughs) What? Come on, men. Men of today. And the only time he's helped me is when I'm royally pissed off. I have wet fingernails. I'm like, I can't get my damn shoes on. And we're late. And he's like, okay, just just put your shoe on. It's okay. Just stand still. Let me tie them for you. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) Justine has helped me put shoes on Mm -hmm. where Sam has never. I mean, you were getting married and you couldn't bend over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. We're almost there. You know what happens next? They uh, get called to court. Mm Mm-hmm. The Baroness and Marguerite get called. They summoned. Summoned to the court by the king. to dress nicely. Show up in style. Mm-hmm. In style, we shall be. I I know they're trying to keep it cool. They're like, yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They arrive at court, and they get accused. Uh, The Baroness gets accused of lying to Her Majesty the Queen of France, which she did do. She lied to her. Which also their now daughter-in-law, you know, did the same thing to the Prince of France, but, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, because she's now family. I get you. Well, and, and wouldn't it be a lesser charge a lesser charge if you lied to the Prince of France instead of the Queen? I think so. Probably. But still, and she was can... impersonating a countess. I'm sure they, they pardoned her of her... Because of love. Because of love. Love wins! Maybe that's why they had a private ceremony, because she was a a lower class person. Oh, I'm sure. People didn't want to come see a peasant's wedding. Mm -hmm. Well, they already spent all that money on the first wedding that he just nixed. (laughs) They don't have... They're king and queen. They spend... They... they, The French people will not put up. Well, they had a revolution now, didn't they? (laughs) This is true. (laughs) So she's backpedaling. Someone must speak for her to, you know, explain. Will someone stand up for you so we don't have to, like, send you to America? Evil America. And then Danielle pops out and is like, hey. 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 (laughs) She's my mom. Kind of. Stepmom. You know, whatever. Who knows? Treat her like how she treated me. I will forget about you after this moment mm-hmm. for forever. But you will remember me for the rest of your days. Oh, and I love her line of, how long will that be? Yeah. <laughs> your highness. So the they gotta go work in the laundry. In the laundry room. The royal laundry. <laughs> With the tablecloths and the napkins. Mm-hmm. And then they get yelled at by the head laundry lady mm-hmm. and, and she shoves them into the dye yeah the yeah. purple dye so da vinci reveals his his wedding present the painting of danielle and everything is happily ever after the end <laughs> nope not the end grandma telling the story Cause remember we're in titanic she's telling the story <laughs> and then the brothers grim leave and we see the castle and everything's happy everything's happy the end and that my friends is they may have lived happily ever after but the real point is that they they lived lived. i came back as zombies (laughs) (laughs) yeah make sure you stay through the credits (laughs) things get weird (laughs) is this a christmas movie it mentions christmas it mentioned christmas that one time good that's enough for me i thought it was cute for christmas like, it's about, it has the, the ideals 
of the holidays that you wanted to have, but not about the holidays, you know? Because you don't need the holidays to have those ideals. Exactly. Me and Becky get one another. (laughs) I know, you're very kindred souls. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody have any final thoughts slash trivia they want to share? I liked this one on IMDb. It says, in the movie, Danielle rescues the prince from gypsies by carrying him on her back. According to legend, when King Conrad III defeated the Duke of Wealth in the year 1140 and placed Weinsberg under siege, the wives of the besieged castle negotiated a surrender which granted them the right to leave with whatever they could carry on their shoulders. The king allowed them that much. Leaving everything else aside, each woman took her own husband on her shoulders and carried him out. When the king's people saw what was happening, many of them said that was not what had been meant and wanted to put a stop to it. But the king laughed and accepted the women's clever trick. A king, he said, should always stand by his word. Ooh, historically accurate. I like it. You know, so many rom-coms are just like, you get those moments where you're like, oh my god, really? Okay. Because it feels forced. Like, it feels like it's so easy to figure out. You have to do this. Yeah. This, it's just like, it's cute, but it's not cheesy. It's just, it Mm -hmm. feels right. Mm -hmm. Like, you're right there with it. Like, you don't have to figure really anything out because you already know the story of Cinderella. But you're like, oh, look at this little twist that they did. Aww. Aww. Mm -hmm. It just adds more human depth to it. Yeah. It makes it more realistic. Which is nice. What am I doing? Okay. (laughs) So we have this game called Hashtag Accurate. Where remember we read the the description of the movie from DVD.com? Mm-hmm. They're not always that accurate. They're actually showing you what it is. Can you come up with a more accurate, based off the movie, description of the movie? I've got one. It's really short, though. Okay. If okay. you've got one. Okay. In this movie, Drew Barrymore takes on classism in pre-revolutionary France. <laughs> in a postmodern feminist world. <laughs> she topples the monarchy by becoming the monarchy? She fights the patriarchy from inside. Mm. Drew Barrymore raises a young prince into a real man. <gasps> Ooh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> okay, Becky, do you remember how we rate the movies? It's out of five, and you pick a object from the movie. Okay, I would say it is four and a half stolen horses. Ooh! Ooh. I rate this movie four cod pieces. <laughs> I rate this movie four and three fourths candlesticks. Mm. Stolen candlesticks? Stolen ones, yeah. Okay. Stolen ones. Or sold. You know, whoever's whoever story you're listening to. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Missing candlesticks. Nice. So next week we're watching 1998's The Wedding Singer. With Drew Barrymore. With Drew Barrymore. Well, if you like our podcast, please become a Patreon because I can't say patron. You just said it. Becky, do you know what Patreon is? No. Well, Patreon is a website that allows you to donate money towards a artist or a show that you like on the internet. And it ha- it's like a monthly subscription. So if you, you get like extra little content thingies that we post on, on our Patreon. If you want to find out more, go to www.patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast. 
For everything else, you can find our website at thecutaways.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at Cutaways Podcast. Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite pod. Co- I almost said Codcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting thing. <laughs> Please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. What should the people write for an iTunes review? What should they say this week? They should give us uh, their top five Drew Barrymore performances and or lines that they love i love it i love drew barrymore movies go watch all of them and disney movies all of those too on your vacation (laughs) on your little holiday vacation just you know cuddle up in a blanket and some hot cocoa with with drew barrymore drew barrymore drew barrymore well thank you becky for joining (laughs) us again thanks for having me it's always an adventure Hope you and all of our listeners have very happy, happy holidays. Yes, indeed. And thanks for joining our slumber party. Thank you. Bye! Bye. Bye.